0: Hill Explains where I invite you to join the science teaching conversation with me about Michael Faraday by far perhaps my favorite scientist of all time because um, he was on non mathematical he had lots of strokes he had a tough upbringing he had sort of a uh, one wife who he loved very dearly which is great uh, and I just really liked the way that he came to terms with the fact that he was losing his mind and that he had no maths and he was honest and it was just what a fabulous life what a fabulous person and you know he's of all the scientists he uh, was not propelled by the sort of, the pomp and stir circumstance he was sort of he wasn't, um, had no image of himself, I suppose, might, might be the, the story, no cultural image of himself in his science. It, there's something about him which just really, really attracts me. Now, it's reading from the coffee table book of the great scientists, which is one of the things that, um, it gets you, your brain thinking however you've got to go and say, oh, look, there's heaps of stuff, I'm going to re-read Okay, Michael Faraday, 1791 to 1767, so he's someone who is has come in and is the archetypal enlightenment, no, he's industrial revolution Victorian scientist, at the time of Sherlock Holmes and uh, and Dr. Watson, that type of stuff, London with the clippity clock streets and the Seeing the Oliver and, and Charles Dickens and and that sort of intense stuff, which is going to fund many musicals and many um, like Mary Poppins and stuff like that, that that type of stuff. It was a sort of sensibility and stuff like that, and he he provided the Victorian era technology, which which came forward. It's very beautiful to see. So, Michael Faraday, seventeen ninety one to eighteen sixty seven. And so eighteen sixty four is the current in report where we've got public education and science beginning Now, it was not merely a great sexual animal scientist, perhaps the greatest of all time. But a visionary theorist who realised the forces of nature are interconnected. Oh that 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 is I'd say I, yeah, I, I think that that is wrong because he had no maths. He, 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 he yeah. Faraday gave us both the electric motor and the electric generator, paving the, the way for an electrical revolution. Well, uh, Transformer, the, the Faraday's law of induction, that is, a changing magnetic field causes a ring, a hoop, electric field line um, and that that that's in the inductors so there's linear field lines and hoop field lines so um, circular field lines so field lines which go in a swirl and you've heard it from me for the first time basically if if I if I if I would if I could line up all the um, science stitches in the world and put them in a mass grave, I think if doing so, it would be quite good, unless they were counted and said. Uh, electric field lines can be from A to B, or they can go in loops, but it has to be a, a um, magnetic field closing down, or uh, the Maxwell's um, induction effect. Um, you've got uh, you've got a electric field, will collapsing electric field in a space will cause a loop magnetic field. So it's um, You've got uh, (coughs) Gauss's law uh, for uh, electric electrons and Gauss's law again for for magnetic fields your div d equals the charge is one thing or div dot b equals zero or you have the integral, the loop electric field line equals the change in magnetic flux or you've got uh, I think it's Ampere's Ampere's law and Maxwell's law that your current through a a point will create a circular magnetic field line or a change in electric field, it's either a displacement current or a real electric current, either of those two combined and that's uh, the combination of uh, Ampere's law and Maxwell's law of induction. That, that fourth thing coming through. Now the thing is that uh, if you have you know people who say um, there's only one type of field line because that's all I was taught and you know I will rather than gain new knowledge I will destroy every scientist and teacher who tries this as differently uh, or that's one path and that's what's happening or let's, uh, there's a new era of saying there's two types of field lines A to B field lines from a, a charge, just electric field lines, or loop field lines. And the loop field lines can only be made by uh, the collapsing electric field inside. Now, the, the reason, the, the way that you can actually work your way between the two things is you need the vector potential to understand that. You have to work in, in potentials. Is it vector? Is it vector potential? Yeah. The voltage potential and vector potential. Okay, when Michael Faraday was born in 1791, electricity was a new hot topic for fashionable society. Scientists and showmen of the day were able to create dramatic sparks by turning a wheel uh, uh, to rub glass against sulphur to generate static electricity. Um, That's great. And and at that that point in time, the, the science was science show documentary at that time the only thing you had was sort of the Carl Sagan swarming around the place and no scientific institution behind it um, Italian autonomous Luigi Giovanni Galvani was using electricity to make dead legs frogs twitch so the legs of dead frogs twitch which gives you see Frankenstein the Galvanic Life energy, animal magnetism. Galvani believed he discovered the force, very force of life. Quote: animal electricity, animated flesh and bone. Soon, and this is this is the entire thing. This is uh, people rushing out to the Tesla car or rushing to buy. Apple shares, or Amazon shares, or, they, or Zoom, is, it's credit that flood. Oh, here we go. Soon, it's um, spectacle all too well captured by Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. And I'm so pleased I've seen the play of Frankenstein. It's just so... Um, you know, why do you create life when I can create... I've got a life creating here, a little thing in my womb here. Um, it's so poised with the 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 idea that science is what happens when you <laughs> you don't have sex. I suppose the idea of electricity as a life force gained powerful hold on the public imagination. Inspired a host of fanatical scientists, including Andrew Uwer who in a gruesome display in 1818 made a corpse of executed Glasgow murderer Matthew Clydesdale. Dance like a papa. Another scientist, Andrew Cross, in 1836, claimed to have created insects um, called acari with electricity. Wow. Wow. Andrew Cross. If I can only remember these names in my head. So uh, what I have to say is my brother um, uh, did electricity experiments on these things called cicadas. So, if you imagine an insect, which is as large as a toy, that is um, much larger. Um, I've got, a, I've, unfortunately, I've, I can reveal that I've eaten sardines. Uh, I've got a can of sardines. Not, almost as large as that. Something, cross between a bird and a fly, that size of thing. He stuck electrodes in one, killed it, stuck electrodes in one. And um, it connected up to electricity and it began to chirp. And it was amazing that how could someone, a, a seven-year-old or someone like that, do this experiment. This was absolutely incredible. Until the insect began to crawl away. <laughs> I realised that he was just torturing it. Okay. Now, um, um, But while this electrical hysteria is going on, a rapid and serious advances were be made by experimental scientists towards understanding the true nature of electricity. What I do like to say is that there were electrocution salons where the ladies of London would go around to have therapeutic electrocution. And they have oil of Ulan and they do all these things. But isn't that absolutely beautiful? In. Um, okay. In late 1790s, for instance, Alessandro Volta realised that electricity can be created by a chemical reaction. He used the idea to create the first battery in 1800. Like bullshit, he had different. He was just investigating: do different um, different um, metals create electricity? And he stacked it into his pile, and he just happened to use uh, uh, cheesecloth to separate the metal so that you pull them apart because you get this if you have two dissimilar metals sitting together well polished it will uh, weld. Now of course uh, cleaning them up the cheese pots were moist create your uh, ionic separation uh, so I I don't think you realize that. Uh, um, Using Volta's battery uh, a trough to give them a supply of electricity on tap. Various scientists discovered that electricity would flow through a complete loop of circuit. Andre Ampere also learned about the strength of currents. George Ohm discovered the nature of electrical resistance. Now that would be really interesting. Gorge, Georg. Then, in 1920, the Dutch scientist uh, um, Hans Oersted discovered that electricity current would make the needle cumbersome swivel. Now he was a religious thinker and was trying to work out how this all fitted in with Kant's theory. There's a first inkling that there's a link between the two natural forces. They immediately became the focus of experimentation among scientists. Faraday was just one among many who tried their hand at unlocking the secrets of electricity and magnetism in 1820s to 1830s. Well, I think if you don't talk about his um, Lady Jane, um, uh, Sir uh, Davy, I think it's huge. Who Davy is? Davy, and the visit to Amper's laboratory with Faraday. I think, and, and Davy, I think you are miseducating everyone. Let's see if they do. Oh, they do miseducate everyone. It's just, it's not sort of like the, the history is so rich and so flavorsome that it's only an absolute. Basically, this is almost the equivalent of scientific graffiti. They're putting their their science communicators tag here. His extraordinarily inventive and meticulous experimental work, his clean theoretical insight, however, put him at the forefront of key breakthroughs. I, uh, I, I think he was a very practical, practical person, and he was guided by Davy to do do things, and he he just was just while the other people were galvoting around, you know, running after women and and all this type of stuff, he was there printing just he had to actually print you know so the printing press wouldn't work unless you actually worked it. It also he doesn't say that he got into electricity by actually printing the page of the Encyclopedia Britannica, which said electricity he types it said Electricity, what is that? It's pretty amazing. And then he went off to um, Davy's thing. So this is just the worst biography I've ever read. It's just, uh, though I've read it once before, my memory hasn't gone for with ex- um, Within a few months of hearing Earth's discovery, Faraday had constructed an ingenious demonstration that showed the magnet would move in a circle around an electric wire. The electric wire would move in a circle around a magnet uh, he had discovered the principle of the electric motor. Well, if you miss out the fact that this experiment was designed uh, for by Davy after Ampere's laboratory to say, if I can do the force in a, in a loop, is you it's just tantamount to, um, you know, if this was presented to me in an exam, I'd put a cross through it. Ten years later, Faraday made an even more important discovery: moving a magnetic field will reduce uh, the current. The principle of electrical induction was discovered independently by Joseph Henry in America around the same time. It, the machines could be built to generate huge quantities of electricity, opening uh, the way from everything to electric lighting to communications. Yet, neither the electric motor nor the principle of electrical induction are perhaps Faraday's greatest achievements. He went on to demonstrate the principle of electrolysis and the way chemicals can be broken down by electricity. you know i don't think that's true uh, it, it, in terms of uh, it's interesting that uh level of reverend Weewa, who invented the name of scientists, also invented the name of iron he was a northerner and, and faraday was a northerner and they spoke and he uh reverend Weewa, um uh took took information across and translated it and gave it generic names he, he was he was it's an incredible uh, combination of it, but um, the, the, they were using currents to separate metals. This is how um, Davy blew his face off. Yeah, I, I don't understand this. Okay, um, um, and but to demonstrate the ultimate unity between all forces, including electricity, magnetism, light, and even gravity and developed the ideas of field forces. Oh, he did develop the idea of field forces, but it's sort of a mystic. Shit, he had no maths in it whatsoever. This crucial insight paved the way for all modern physics and a host of modern technologies from television. Oh, This is just complete wank. Poor, because there was so much rich story, so much Faraday being um, uh, forlorn give it up after he was soaked on the top of Lady Jane's carriage and uh, Ampere, uh, Lady Ampere, or Ampere's wife who was uh, about to strangle Ampere and divorce him, or wanted a divorce could suddenly see another damaged person. It's most beautiful, beautiful thing. I, I should actually talk about that. So it's, this often happens that um, you've got all the history, and then two abused people can make a connection, and it, it could be a lifelong connection, it, in Faraday's case it wasn't, but it was a sufficient connection to turn Faraday around and turn Lady Ampere around, and it was just the, the most beautiful connection there. This, this of course, uh, does this do a service? Does telling a child a lie and obscuring Truth, does that hurt them? And I'm here to tell you, it does. This is a dreadful, dreadful lie. It's it's sort of putting in, instead of it's sort of like almost saying like all men beat their wives. I beat my wives. Everyone's beaten their wives, and they just turn out these. Uh, uh, look, I would say the equivalent of of, of people who trot out scientific propaganda. Um, the thing is that if you don't give someone truth, you give them a yoke, um, a bit that they can be led on. You, you, by using falsehood, falsehood is like this, this bit that you put in, in a person's mouth and you lead them ever so strain. And you lead them such that they can never really get any depth or understanding and they're always in your thing. It's sort of like servitude, ignorant servitude, this type of stuff. Okay, the poor Board. When Faraday was born, science was very much in the province of the rich, which is absolutely true. Not only was money needed to conduct experiments, but connections were also required to get uh, onto the scientific, into the scientific establishment. Faraday was a child of poor parents, and his story is often presented as a rag to riches tale, where well, he didn't, he didn't, he shunned riches because he was religious. The British Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher saw him as the archetypal self-made man triumphing over a poor background, which all goes to show that um, this this the danger of ignorance that you can have someone who uh, steals history to uh, from the mouth of babes to forever capture and destroy them. Is that, that not true, what happened here? Farida, it's interesting so much so that uh, people's invented history becomes a cage for which they're ever bound. Uh, it was very interesting, say, for Japanese whaling, it didn't happen before War II at any great s- uh, significance. When the Americans put the embargo in, the only way France, uh, Japan could defeat itself was to whale. And to whale, effectively, they had to invent a history of whaling. So, the entire history of Japanese whaling is an invention due to an American embargo. Good on you, America. Uh, poor Japan. Poor Japan is wrestling with this, uh, this, um, this story. So, uh, now we have a story here of, of rags to riches, which is so sad. Faraday was brought up in a poor district of London near, elephant, near the Elephant Castle. His father was a blacksmith, but so disabled that he was barely able to support his family. No, he had an accident which really hurt him, and so he was injured. Faraday recalled that uh, they often had only bread to eat for weeks at a time. He himself lucky, therefore, to be taken on as an apprentice, errand boy, at George Robbo's bookshop in Banford Street at the age of 13. He, he was a printer. The bookshop, he didn't He began to learn how to bind books and began to read them avidly. He actually prints, typeset them, especially those in science. Quote, early in life, he later wrote, I was a very lively, imaginative person who could believe in the Arabian Nights as easy as an encyclopedia. But facts were important to me and saved me. I could trust a fact. This is, this is, is fact, fact, fact you, shit, shit, shit. Oh, I just think now the thing is that it is really interesting to actually go through we can see the books that he did and he learnt chemistry from a book uh, so that's the people were interesting we've got here um, mainstream and then uh, um, uh, what is it uh, home education um, we don't uh, it's home Home education, where you learn at home. Learning at home is a new market uh, uh, in education, or a niche market which has got great potential. That you creativity you can go to, but that learning at home or that home education, I've forgotten what the term is for. it, Existed for women's education, and a lot of the books were for people to teach their daughters. And some of these books, this famous Scottish book about Mrs Mackenzie's teacher's chemistry, he read and read avidly. And Mrs Mackenzie would sit, and there'd be an entire story of sitting with daughters if they would discuss chemistry. And he, Faraday, bound this book and read it and understood it. And so there are a lot of things. This I think there's Newton for the, for the ladies in, um, in, in the French when you read it. All of these side books are forgotten, but they are the critical books which... Um, people who didn 't understand the scientific Jack and would have oh i'm oh i 'm just reading it. it's for the, oh is that, oh that 's how it works so' it 's very interesting to see how it goes, but um, they didn 't have a book like this which basically lied to you okay that 's awful I hate this fact stuff. he became fascinated by science and his helpful employer allowed him to set up his own makeshift laboratory in the book binary Oh. magician's apprentice by a good stroke of fortune William Dance one of Ribot's customers was a member of the Royal Institution a premier scientific establishment of the day hearing again he Faraday's interest in science Dance gave Faraday tickets to the celebrated demonstration of the institution with the famous Humphrey Davies well that's a piece of information that's how he got tickets um you okay. can it was a chance of a lifetime for the poor boy, and he took it with both hands. Faraday took avid notes of the lectures, drew them up meticulously in illustration, and then sent the bound book to Davy himself. Isn't that beautiful? And this is what what doesn't happen nowadays. Nowadays, you get an email, you email him, you produce something, everyone wants it. You know, ah, oh, so awful. Suitably impressed, David took Faraday, no. No, took Faraday, then 21, as an assistant at the institution when Davy went on tour of Europe the following year. He took Faraday with him, introducing him to many of the world's leading scientists including Ampere, Voltaire and Gay-Lussac. What I have to say is that uh, Davy was a shit, didn't care about him, blew his face off, he was blinded, incapacitated, and then they said, what are you going to bloody do, how are you going to make your money, Davy, and that you need an assistant, and they said, and then they said, "How, oh, what's this? this is a book? Oh, who's this Faraday guy?" Now, Faraday had got involved in a punch-up at that point in time. Uh, it, was desti- uh, it was a bit destitute, and so it was it was a whole series of events which went through, and this is a complete lie. Far from being self-taught, Faraday was getting his scientific education at the hands of the greatest minds of the age, and it paid off. Within a few years, he was not just helping Davies with the experiments, but actually conducting his own. I just think Davies was out, off having too much um, fun. You've got to understand that Davy uh, was uh, always bouncing between legends. He had the laughing gas in which he would gas laugh women in the lounge and sexually molest them. And, you know, this is. It's, he, was, he was on the edge, Davy. Um, uh, 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 and just he makes my flesh crawl. In 1821, the Royal Institution in the wake of Ørsted's discovery asked Faraday to compile a survey of the current research on electricity. Faraday mm. only did this with his uh, now meticulous, uh, meticulous and insight, but he tried his own experience including the first demonstration of the principle of the electric motor. That's no, not entirely correct, but he was—he he had a job of manufacturing um, electricity demonstration. Davy was said to have been upset that his imprentice gave him no credit for this, since he had been working on the same problem himself. And some historians say he, it still rankled him enough to vote against Faraday when he was invited to join the Royal Society. Um, though it may be that Davy was simply seeing through... Uh, through his declared stance against nepotism. Um, That is a very complex thing if you've read into it. Faraday the presenter. Faraday was clearly aware of the need to present his discovery to society, and so he hired the renowned teacher of public speaking, Benjamin Schmart, to teach him how to present himself well in the audience. Is that not beautiful? And to a certain extent. That's a little bit with me in terms of I have to, to learn to present, you know, I, I've had the the strokes and stuff like that, I have to learn to present and have over 2,000 podcasts slowly developed presenting skills and I uh, will eventually get back there. It's what, what, a, what, a, what a huge effort, I sort of, I, I love this idea. Um he began his series of lectures to the public in which he called Friday evening discourses. He prepared these meticulously and wonderfully effective demonstrations of his experiments and became immensely popular, especially amongst the fashionable set. The fashionable set. In the most spectacular of these, he placed himself inside a steel cage while gigantic sparks of electricity shot around the outside. He knew that the shape of the cage would protect him, but it was nonetheless a stunning display. I, I just that shows complete and utter ignorance. I just that just goes. I don't know where that's actually happening because that would he would have had to have Tesla coils. Uh, 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 okay, even I, I really don't know, even more successful with Christmas lectures for children, additional still practice at the institution. No, he was having strokes. He said, My mind's going. He was destroyed by the fact that he couldn't do any maths and he couldn't do anything more so he decided that he was going to just focus on what he could do. His mind was gone. The most famous Saturday Christmas lecture series is called The The Chemical History of a Candle in which he used a candle to introduce the wealth of scientific ideas including chemical analysis and human respiration. There is no better, he said, there is no more open door by which one can enter the study of natural philosophy by considering the physical phenomena of a candle. Isn't that that beautiful? By 1830 Faraday had become firmly established in the royal institution. Uh, His laboratory was in the basement. He lectured to the public on the ground and first floors. He lived with his loving wife Sarah in the flat out upstairs. But Sarah was indeed a loving wife and you get a real insight because he became friends with James Clark Maxwell who knew the family intimately and knew Sarah and to understand um, the role of Sarah and um, uh, Mrs. Mrs. Amp here was pretty amazing. Reaching the peak, by the time Faraday reached the age of 50 he was beginning to suffer frequent headaches and occasional memory loss, i.e. he was having Strokes due to the same heart thing I had. He was immensely fit, able to complete 73 walks over the Alps in little more than 10 hours. He was one. Uh, he was in more and more need of what um, is called headrest. That uh, is similar to me. Uh, strokes, you know. So at the end of the day, especially if there's people are angry at you and you get you know emotional stuff, you just Want to go to sleep, and this entire thing is oh, you're watching the football match, you fell asleep. You, you don't care, that's not it. Nevertheless, this was time for what he regarded as great, his uh, greatest achievements. In 1845, Faraday made a serious experiment which he tried to find out that electromagnetism could affect the way light polarized transparent substances. And this is just gorgeous. How he did this. It almost brings tears to my eyes. After experimenting with many substances, he finally tried a piece of heavy lead glass and uh, one found the polarisation was affected by magnetism. It is an extraordinary achievement, uh, showing a clear link between light and magnetism and electricity for the first time, which opened the way for the discovery of complete spectrum... Oh, I have to read it to you. The complete discovery of the electromagnetic radiation... Television waves, microwaves, x-rays, gamma rays, as well as light. This is complete, complete vomit. How could anyone possibly say that? But the Faraday effect is really interesting because you do have the Faraday effect. So light travels with or against the magnetic field. Each way it travels, it will... uh, It will move the polarization in a particular way. It's a non-return valve, a light return valve and light. It's just the most exciting um, treat um, to sort of like the, the keyhole which puts the spin up and spin down double universe we're living in together it's it's the most beautiful effect. It was about this time Faraday began to talk about fields of force. The world of field actually came from William Thompson the young Glasgow mathematician who until the brilliant uh, James Clerk Maxwell came along uh, Faraday felt was the only person in the world who fully understood his ideas but the idea of fields was all Faraday's. Oh don't make me vomit Okay, I'm going to have to read this. The interesting thing is that Field was a religious belief. It was a religious, non-mathematical, non-scientific belief. It came from Faraday um, doing um, uh, making copper plates. The final years, throughout the 1840s, Faraday kept more and more to himself. He was losing his mind. Uh, this was partly because of his religion. He was an ardent member of a small Stantomarian sect which was so strict about religious observance that they apparently suspended Faraday as an elder when he missed Sunday in order to accept an invitation of the Queen. Absolutely not. That is absolutely correct. Interestingly, his religion meant that he could not accept all the honours he was offered, including knighthood. He joked, not so much afar a day as a near a night. Um, a quiet life, I don't think he would say that. Uh, Quiet life was also imposed on him by the struggle against his mental frailty. He relied increasingly on his wife, Sarah, uh, to be a pillow for my mind. Isn't that the most... Okay, isn't that... uh, He had never more... uh, He had ever more frequent dizzy spells, headaches and memory loss. In 1862, he wrote his friend, Shoban, Again, again, I tear up my letters, for I write nonsense. I cannot spell or write a line continuously. Whatever I... Whenever I... I shall recover. This confusion, I don't know. I will not write any more. And this is... I sort of, Do I understand this so much? Faraday was given grace and favour resident of the Hampton Court Palace by the Queen and died there on the 25th of August, 87, the age of 76. He is buried in Highgate Cemetery in London. Yeah, that's, sort of, for me, such an intense story. But... What I have to say, and, for, and for, you know, now we've got MRI machines, um, uh, diet, uh, blood thinners, um, operations that can sw- swap it all around, and of course neuroplasticity, which means that if you stick at something for a long time, you'll be able to to go through. Now, the forces of nature is this is. Um, uh, the way to bolt together the ignorance here. Let's see. Newton had, with his concept of gravitation, made respectable the idea of an invisible force that exerts the effect through the empty space. But this idea of action at a distance was beginning to look shaky in an increasing number of scientists on the 19th century. Hello. I'll have to stop now. Hello back again, uh, with the absolutely appalling uh, school, school science misinterpretation of forces, Faraday's world, Newton's action at a distance just enough to make one vomit. Okay, uh, by 19, uh, 1830 Thomas Young and Augustin Fresnel. Fresnel had shown light did not travel its particles, as Newton had said, but its waves or vibrations. But if this was so, what was vibrating? The answer is scientists came with the idea of weightless matter called ether. Faraday had another idea, absolutely ridiculous. He believed the idea of fields made of lines of forces, lines that demonstrated so graphically the patterns of iron filings and magnet. Oh, God. That that makes me, I could almost weep, that is so bad, this is sort of like school science, school science you you teach ignorance and it just goes ingrained and they can't help teaching more ignorance. So, look, the the lines of uh, a magnet is due to uh, the permeability of the iron magnet creating a dipole which creates a small small magnet so it reduces the magnetic field either side of your iron filing. that forms a line due to that it just happens to be something you could say a line of force however iron filings is a two-dimensional cross-section for a three-dimensional theme uh, uh, even then and then uh, we go Maxwell said who looked at it Maxwell told Faraday unfortunately your, mag- your force lines have no science with it there is no maths for it I've struggled it, there is no maths for it and then but Faraday, I really like you it's a way of communicating and stuff like that, it works for you and at the end when uh, Faraday died, Maxwell wrote in the obituary line that it is a, a fantasy some lines of some mystic civilization which generations hence we will Wonder what it means, and it was the lines drawn from um, Pare's uh, religious drawings. So the, the artistic lines of God, sort of like the power of love, the the force of God, the force of goodness came out in lines. That's the way it was artistically generated. And it's sort of like showing a star with a star shape. But we, you know, what we look at the star, it's always a circle. But it's a it's a cultural thing to say what we think a star is. So, so you have got the star angled banner, things like that. we have culturally said star looks like that, but everything we see about stars are circles, and um, you know we don't see the stars like that so it's sort of that level of um, upset. Fred had another idea. he could not believe the idea of fields made of lines force lines could be demonstrated so graphically by patterns of iron. this meant that the action on a distance simply did not happen, but things moved when they encountered these lines of force which were not imaginary but had real physicality Faraday, in, in his mind but they are imaginary Faraday appreciated that magnets uh, induced magnetic currents by creating moving lines of magnetic force and carried the electric charge as they moved and the number of, of HSC people who come to me and say will you mark this correct? I will give you the marks according to the marking scheme Right, so you've got the marks, but you've got a red cross against it. it's incorrect. But you've got full marks. The idea of the fields of force is uh, the idea of the of force is taken uh, is almost taken for granted by the most stupid teachers ever. But in Faraday's time, there was no, so radical a few understood it, let alone agreed with it. They could not see the idea uh, of areas of magnetic influence, but the idea of electromagnetic fields was completely beyond them. Maxwell, mathematicians dismissed Faraday's ideas for the lack of mathematics. In 1855, uh, Faraday wrote, How few understand the physical of force. They will not see them yet. All researchers on the subject tend to confirm the views I put forward many years since. I'm content to wait, convinced that I, uh, as I am, of the truth of my views. And he was right, according to this book, but indeed, according to maths and modern science, quantum physics, electromagnetism, he is wrong. Let me say he's wrong. It's just. How, how destructive can this possibly be? Amazing to see it. Thanks a lot for listening. Another podcast, another story comes to a close. It's been a pleasure sharing this moment in time with you. May you discover truly amazing things, understand them and tell others. Thanks for listening.